listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Friday, the 3rd of December 2021. Well, today we're taking an in-depth look at the week that was on the markets with Catherine Allfree. She's the Portfolio Manager at Wavestone Capital. Because it's been such a big week in finance with inflation and, of course, the new concerns about the new COVID variant Omicron. Uh, today, the S&P ASX 200, it did rise, but only just by 0.2%, 7,241, although for the week, the market's down half percent. We heard this week from the US Federal Reserve Chair dropping the word transitory to describe inflation. So the thought is, is inflation or rising consumer prices more entrenched? Today, the OECD also said that global inflation is at a 24-year high at 5.2%. Then on top of that, you've obviously got the impact of Omicron. So for more, I spoke earlier with Catherine Allfree, the Portfolio Manager at Wavestone Capital. US inflation rate is running at 6%. I mean, that's the highest it's been in, you know, what, 30 years. Um, and so, yes, it is a concern. And so it was interesting and markets became nervous when, of course, the US Federal Reserve Chairman Powell ended up saying that it wasn't um, transitory. Uh, and then the fact is obviously watching the data, you know, more closely. Uh, and so then the markets, of course, are nervous about cash rate increases because if, a, you know, the chairman is saying he's worried about inflation, that only means one thing, that interest rates are going up next year. So the question is for Australian investors in the Australian stock market, when will the Australian Reserve Bank lift rates? And obviously our uh, whilst some market commentators are saying it could be as early as uh, later in 2022, you know, our actual Reserve Bank uh, chair is actually saying it won't be until, you know, 2024, which is um, quite surprising. I guess the other variable that investors need to keep an eye on right now is Omicron. As we learn more about its transmissibility and diminishing severity, how's that playing out on the market? Well, the market's in a sort of bind at the moment because it doesn't know whether or not, you know, economic growth and inflation are strong and then therefore, you know, we're seeing interest rate rises on the right, you know, that are going to occur next year. And so they're concerned uh, about that affecting valuation multiples on the market. But then on the other hand, we've got this growth scare potentially globally from Omicron. So that's why markets hate uncertainty, right? So what we're seeing is this, you know, traders playing out. Is it good news or bad news? Um, we're obviously very highly vaccinated here in Australia. So um, that's obviously going to shelter us um, from anything. But, you know, is this new Omicron vaccine resistant? We just don't know yet. Um, and so markets just hate uncertainty. And that's why at the moment it's just treading water, trying to work out which way the market's going to move. So these competing variables now, has it changed the way you're investing and where do you see the opportunities? Well, we're obviously bottom-up investors and we look for companies that have sustainable competitive advantages in their core markets, right? And so we're very focused also on valuation and valuation is very, you know, is reasonably high for the market. So we're stock pickers, we go out and we look, um, you know, at the underlying earnings of the company. So we, we're having a great time, to be honest, at the moment because um, we're just picking stocks as opposed to worrying about these macro trends. Okay, let's talk about some of the major stories of the day. First of all, API, um, the battle for it is heating up. It's the Priceline Pharmacy owner. What's the appeal of this asset? The appeal is the fact that the company has enormous customer data, right? There's something like 6 million customers that have given their, you know, shopping data at Priceline Pharmacies 
to um, Priceline. And so both Woolworths can see that and West Farmers can see that. And uh, they need that customer data because that can drive, you know, so many consumer preferences in terms of retail decision-making. So that's what they're fighting over. They're fighting over your customer data. CSL, the the blood products uh, company, is making a potential $10 billion acquisition. Why? Uh, It's interesting, actually. None of us knew anything about this company in Europe um, by court. Uh, yesterday and now of course we've all zoomed you know read up about it um it's it would be potentially a very accretive acquisition for CSL but it's a real step out it's not actually something that's their core business so it would be small would be like their flu business Securus um it's a bit probably only be about 10-15% of the overall business for CSL but it would be highly accretive acquisition if they could get it and it would provide them uh, a new area in sort of the whole kidney disease management um, so it looks on the face of us, it looks quite attractive. We're just waiting more details. And today, obviously, the company came out and said, you know, it's just speculation. And TPG, the telecommunications company, is the worst performer on the 200 today. What do we know? Mm. Well, David Teo, the founder, sold 3% of the company uh, overnight at $6.30. Um, and so, you know, when a founder sells such a large stake in the market, it's going to be soggy. So it was sold at 6.30. But you know, traded as low as sort of 6.15 today. So it was pretty weak. Okay, so that's Catherine Alfrey there. But I also wanted to talk to Catherine about what she thought were the major stories of the year, given that we are coming to the end of 2021. One of the key themes has been this explosion in merger and acquisition activity. You had three really big ones here in Australia. That's the takeover of Afterpay by the American payments company Square. There was also that of Sydney Airports. And then there was a curious one of BHP uh, selling its petroleum assets to Woodside, each of these three deals, pretty massive. BHP is around $20 billion, but then you've got uh, both Sydney airports and uh, Afterpay, more than $30 billion. So I wanted to know more from Catherine about what she thought this meant about what's happened in 2020 and what it means for 2021. It suggests that what underlying you know, confidence from boards and management teams in order to take advantage of cheap debt, you know, interest rates at record low, Um, their balance sheets are in good shape. And so they can see that, you know, they can look for growth opportunities. Um, And if it's a, you know, sensible bolt-on acquisition, then fund managers are going to support it because we, you know, we love growth and growth supports share prices. So, you know, it's actually quite positive. Um, And so I think that thematic will continue into 2022, that you'll continue to see some mega deals and, you know, some bolt-on acquisitions by companies. It's just natural when rates are so low to take advantage of this. And just finally, looking back at the year that was, what do you think, though, was the key either market or investment theme or story of the year? Oh, that's a good one. Um, well, definitely M&A dominated through. Um, the thing that's actually surprised me is how resilient the consumer's been and how much they've saved. I mean, Australians um, have saved like $84 billion in the September quarter during lockdown predominantly. Um, and I think that bodes really well for 2022 in terms of, the fact that, you know, two-thirds of the economy is driven by the consumer and if consumers have a lot of savings, they're clearly going to be spending it through 2022. So that's quite supportive for the earnings outlook for 2022 and therefore the stock market. Catherine Orfrey there from Wavestone Capital.
This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.